Dave, I feel I'm sorry that we never do any like fun like music or audio stuff yeah, on the world. Yeah. That's how we get through missing you so much, right? And not having you around is we gotta do something different to like keep the energy up because you know. Yeah. Did you enjoy the Vincent Price? Did you see it coming? Uh, no, I did not. You didn't enjoy it. Enjoyed or you didn't it. See it coming? I did not see it coming. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Highlight of my week, of course. Welcome, everyone, to the CavsCorner.com podcast, CavsCorner.com, your source for new sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin states in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, November the 1st. If it's November, that means college basketball is not far away. We will discuss, we got some fun stuff on the on the hoops front, uh, going into Monday's opener. Uh, before we do that, we'll also talk a little bit football, uh, UVA, obviously, a disappointing overtime loss, 29-26 down in Miami Gardens on Saturday. Um, 29-26. It's a, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, but it's a it's a little bit of a mixed bag and probably, um, you know, probably hard for some people to sort of come to like a hard and fast sort of takeaway because those those kind of games are the ones I think that people struggle with because Virginia lost the game in overtime and Ferber gave them like all A's, um, which, you know, it's just, I mean, can you fathom that at the beginning of the season? Um, but that's kind of where things are. Um, so anyway, we will talk about that. We'll preview the matchup with Georgia Tech before we get into the basketball. Before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. First, in Fishersville, board moderator du jour himself, David Spence, is back on the show. How's it going, my friend? Hey, I've got enough voice to do a podcast this week. That's good. Did get a, quite a bit of work done on the manifesto, though, even though you didn't plug it last week. <laughs> who Dave's on the board at? Who Dave's on Twitter? You know what? You, you Manifesto's you should, uh, coming along. You should have texted me more. That's that's what that's that's the story I'm going with. Um, yeah, yeah. In Charlottesville, uh, editor in chief Justin Ferber is also on this here program. How's it going, my dude? Yeah, what we didn't want to tell people is that we actually sent Dave to Atlanta to scout Georgia Tech. That's true. Um, in person, but in person you know. with his glasses and whatnot, run away from the you know <laughs> <A> disguise <laughs> like fake mustache. Um, <laughs> Yep, that were yeah. This I, I'm actually Doctor David Spence, not not the Dave wow. Spence from the podcast. Oh, we could have a lot of fun with this. We yeah, he's in like the white. It. He's in like the white coat. At Justin underscore for real on Twitter. Some kid got hurt and Dave ran on the field to help him. I All was right. just staring at Jeep Wade the whole time. Cavs <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> corner also on Twitter. Cavs <laughs> underscore corner. Great place for the in game updates, the content items, and the occasional witty banter. All right. Like I said, 29-26, an interesting game for a variety of different reasons. I think, uh, like I said, Ferber gave uh, gave them all A's in the uh, take two, and yet was it all you know, A's? Wasn't it? Was it was all A's? Wasn't it? It was. It I was, think they were all positive grades. There might have been a B plus in there somewhere. I think it was, I think they were all A's. Yeah, see. Oh, sure. No, that, sorry, there was a B minus. There was a B minus. I'll, I'll take that back. Offense got a B minus. Uh, defense got an A minus, and the uh, special teams got a B plus. Coaching staff got an A minus. So, I mean, but heck, that's really good. Um, 
And B minus is probably pretty harsh for the offense, but whatever. Uh, UVA rolled up 377 yards of total offense, 101 better than Miami. Uh, the pick six, I think, was you know in the in the final analysis. I mean, it's really hard to kind of gloss over that. Um, Virginia was eight to 19 on third down, 101 on fourth. Ran 83 plays to Miami's 56. Um, time of possession, they had almost a 10 minute advantage. Um, you know, I, I think we can quibble a little bit with kind of how things played out at the end of the first half. I, I think your mileage will vary in terms of like how like angry people are about the way they they handled that. I think there are those who think it was like dereliction of duty, and then there I think there are those who like kind of like me. I mean, I kind of thought thought of it like, look, it's not necessarily the way I would have played it. Um, you know, not essentially not be more aggressive, but it's a decision not necessarily mismanagement. Then again, the way it played out was a little bit uh, peculiar. Um, and certainly you would have liked to have seen him take every shot considering how tight this thing was. Um, Musket goes 24, 38 for two thirty nine. He did have the pick. Um, not the greatest rushing day, but they, they were able to move the ball, um, you know, fairly well. Uh, a lot of it, I think, had to do with the fact that Miami, like everybody else, couldn't didn't have any idea what to do with Malik Washington. Twelve catches, a buck fifty-two, targeted fifteen times. Um, I mean, the dude is having just an absolutely ridiculous season. Um, you know, if it, it, I'm not sure. I mean, at this point, if he's not all ACC, it's an absolute tragedy. Um, because, like, if you think about it, what's he like ten yards or something off the national lead? Um, for receiving yardage, um, across the nation. I mean, that's just, you just, you know, that's just like ridiculous, like video game stuff. And my thing, I, I think I tweeted this out, but it's like the dude doesn't just like, it's not like he's like just padding his stats. I mean, my guy is making like tough catches for, you know, some, in some really grinded out sort of yards for first downs. Um, so credit to him. Overall, let's further. I mean, Dave, let's start with you because we we typically do. It's been a few days. We we like to let these things process. In the in the bigger picture, how are we feeling about Saturday? Are you still encouraged? Because I know you were encouraged after the Carolina win, um, though you didn't get to talk about it on a podcast. Um, are you still encouraged at this point? Where where do you kind of fall? And did did Saturday's result change anything for you? No, I mean honestly. Saturday's game and the Carolina game were very similar. Virginia, I think Virginia played both games pretty equally, um, save that drive at the end of the first half. But, you know, the, they're running the ball better than they did at the beginning of the year. They're, you know, they're a little more, um, excuse me, they're a little more focused on establishing the run. The offensive line is playing better, not great, but better. The defense has kind of overcome the injuries and is playing better, not great. Um, and giving themselves a chance to win. It's just like at Carolina, they made the play. At Miami, they didn't. Um, that's simple. It's frustrating because it was right there for the taking. But, you know, obviously the the pick six really hurt. Um, you know, Miami can run the ball pretty well. And letting them stay in the game where they could still use the run. And then, obviously, they ran it in overtime to win. But, you know, that kind of put Virginia at a disadvantage. And then... Just like the Carolina game, Virginia had to play catch up in the second half and once again prove they could do it when they needed to. They just couldn't make the play at the end. And it, you know, I don't think it's drastic. I don't think they performed drastically different either either game. Um, heck, you could argue that a coin flip kind of decided it because, you know, I like Virginia's chances a little better if they know what they need in that first overtime. 
you know, they they don't settle for a field goal there in that situation. So it's, I'm encouraged. I mean, I think they're making progress. Um, I think, you know, it took me a few games of seeing it to kind of want to speak about it, but this isn't the same offense. Um, you know, they're using motion. They're doing a lot more stuff over the last few games that, than we've seen since Elliott and, and Dez took over. And I think it's helping the team, you know, and then, and, you know, the wide zone running, doing more of that. So it is a much different offense, um, which is kind of interesting, but it's not putting up as many points as you'd like. You know, 26 isn't going to win a lot of games anymore, but um, they're moving the ball and certainly look better than they did beginning of the season. Ferber, I, I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think that last year, you know, it, it was very clear early on that the offense was not going to be what they hoped it would be. And it felt like, from the outside looking in, like they were trying to make changes. And I th- maybe the diplomatic way to say this is that those changes were not necessarily like um, super bought in. I'm trying to trying to figure out a, a nice way to, to say this. But it seems like this year they've done something similar, right? They've They've sort of figured out, okay this is what the offense needs to do to be successful. And guys are doing a really nice job with it. Um, I, It's funny to me how like quickly, because I mean, I think all of us were in, in real like, you know, this is very, very troubling sort of territory. And they came out of the bye week and have really, I think, changed a lot of hearts and minds. Where do you fall on this, um, this sort of idea? And did Saturday kind of change anything for you in terms of the optimism that you came out of the Carolina win um, with? Yeah, I mean, I think Dave's right. I think the games were not that different. It's just the results um, that, you know, kind of stand out between the two efforts. Uh, that and then, obviously, UVA just left way – they just didn't score enough in the red zone. Um, you know, against Carolina, they had two empty trips, but they scored four four other touchdowns in the red zone. This game, they had pretty much the same number of opportunities, but they scored, you know, far fewer points. And, you know, it's another reminder of how every play matters and every like little point you can get matters and leaving them on the table can hurt. And then obviously, as Dave said, giving up a touchdown on offense is is really was really, really bad in this game, just based on how close it was throughout. Um, Neither team really got away from the other. So, you know, that was a big swing and UVA had to battle back from that. But ultimately, yeah, I think even though the result is bad, if you're looking at the process and overall growth, I think this is another sign of positive progress because, you know, you can just look at the results and be disappointed with that. But ultimately like this team went toe to toe with a a pretty good Miami team after doing the same the week before, Um, you know, and it, it sucks to keep losing these close games, but you know, they they're, that it's not a game where people anticipated them being close. They were 19 point underdogs for, you know, a reason. So, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you can take it as steps in the right direction. I thought the defense played really well. Um, you know, if you look at the fact that they gave up, what was it? 23 in regulation, but seven was the offense. Um, and Miami had one touchdown in the game. And also I wrote this in the take too, but, you know, the defense held Miami into like a long field goal range three times and they made all three of them, um, 47, 47 and 50. Uh, and, and not a lot of teams are going to make all those. So, I mean, like my, they just kind of got the wrong opponent for that sort of effort, I guess. But ultimately, yeah, I think it's, uh, another step in the right direction. And 
as we said in our text thread after the game the other day, talk to me after this week, you know, it's easy to get up for the good teams. It's, you know, especially after the win, I, I want to give them a lot of credit for not, it would have been easy to have a letdown game after the big Carolina win. Everybody's patting your back. Everybody's talking about how good you were. And then you kind of go to Miami and sleepwalk through a loss. Um, right. They didn't, right. they did not do that. Right. Um. So they deserve credit for that. And, but now let's see how they let's see them take it, come back home, and beat a team they could beat. Yeah, a couple things. One, very rarely you're going to see this where UVA was five for five in the red zone. Miami didn't have a single uh, drive. They didn't make it know. to the red zone in, in regulation. You know? yeah. Um. So that's what's weird, right? Is like not only to Ferber's point about them not scoring enough points is just so spot on, right? Because if they cash in on what. One more time, you know any what I mean? any like, one any one more trip. Yeah, if they turn yeah. that into a touchdown, they win a game. My second thought here is if you think about um, how often in this game, just like Carolina, right, where it felt like the narrative said, "Okay, here's the here's the part where Virginia rolls over," right, and I don't mean that in terms of gives up. I just mean in terms of like, yeah, everything's just going to start going negatively, right? Because that's tended to be. I mean, if you watch enough Virginia football, you know what it looks like, right? Um, when, when like, yep, this is the part and they, they yeah. just really done a nice job the last two weeks. I mean, you know, the, the touchdown that the Fletcher kid had notwithstanding, I mean, he just, they, they were just that, that, that entire thing just didn't look good from the jump, right. From the first down play on, um, it just didn't look good. Um, you think he ran for like a gain of like nine up the middle first. And then you're like, Oh. And then he got the yeah, first down. As soon as second. they got the first down, it was like, well, now they know they can just run the ball and they don't have right. to throw they because they're going to, yeah. it's a chip shot if they don't get it, you know? And Lord have mercy, Borgalis was on. Um, so, but I, I just think that what's interesting though, is that Virginia just kept coming. I mean, they just kept fighting and that's, it, listen, I'm not going to Jeff Bizdelic this whole thing and be like, Hey, what if the first part of the season didn't happen? <laughs> you know, but Zellick be like, yeah, you just take out that, you know, 22 to nothing run. We were right in the game. Um, but I am, I am really curious because like we, we, you, you, we joke about like tale of two halves and things of that nature. Right. But if you think about how different Virginia is since like, not just, you know, if you want to say the bye week, you can, or you can say the William Mary game. Right. But if this was like week three and Virginia opened the season against William Mary and, you know, had some moments, whatever won. Then they went to Carolina and beat a top 10 Carolina team on the road, right? And then they went down to Miami Gardens and did this. Folks would be really excited about the season. And I'm again, I'm not saying that that changes like how you should feel about this whole season because, yeah, those other games did happen. But it does sort of put a, a finer point on the reality of like, you know, you would be excited for what's to come. But to Ferber and Dave's point about like, you know, show, show it to me this week, like, that's exactly where this thing has to go, right? That's the next step. Like, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of like moral victories in general and all that nonsense, right? You play to win the game, but, but there is a piece of this where it's like, okay, but you don't necessarily just come to a conclusion based on the literal results, right? We said before the season, what the record was didn't matter as much as how they get there. Right. And if, the narrative of this season is like, yeah, you know, it was really going in a bad direction and they figured it out. Um, it's got to, I mean, they got to, I think they need a win this weekend. Not like in a, they got to win sort of scenario, but like in terms of kind of continuing this natural momentum. Because if you play, if you play this team close and come up empty because you, you know, didn't score enough touchdowns in the red zone or whatever, 
um, that's a different reality than the reality of going to Miami and uh, losing that game the way they did. Um, Dave, in terms of the Georgia Tech matchup uh, and in terms of sort of what you want to see from the team going forward, is it is it for you the running game? Because, I mean, Georgia Tech, Russian offense, um, I mean, it's it, you're – that Virginia had a nice uh, time of possession advantage the last two weeks. Not sure that that's going to be the case again, unless they can run the ball well. Is is what's your biggest like? In order for Virginia to win, Virginia has to do X, and don't say score no, more points because <laughs> I, I, I will I will be very upset. But but like, what do you feel like Virginia has to do in order to win this game? Is it running the ball? What's your what's your kind of viewpoint on it? Yeah, I mean, simply it's they, they've got to do what they did the last two weeks, which uh, I don't know if can. Running the ball is the one thing, but it's part of it because when Virginia runs the ball, the passing game is a lot better. Um, right. Play action game is better. Um, the defense is off the field. You know, the defense is playing better, but the defense is playing better because they're not on the field as much as they were. Um, when you don't have a lot of healthy depth, um, time of possession may not matter that much anymore in the big analytics scheme, but it does in that situation. So, right. I think Virginia's pretty much got to play the way they did the last two weeks, except they need to limit the mistakes. Um, you know, Georgia Tech is a team that's clearly bought into their coach and and doing good things, and they have good players. You know, their wide receivers are super fast. Haynes King's a good quarterback. Um, their defense is dynamic at times, so they're not they're not the Georgia Tech we saw last year. Um, you know, they're they're further along in their progress than this Virginia team is. So, you know, Virginia's favored, but yeah, Virginia's still got to play as clean as, you know, they've got to play as well as they did the last two weeks and, and probably be a little cleaner um, than they were in either game, yeah. especially at home. Right. I, you make, that's a really good point about like how a lot of, for a lot of teams, time possession doesn't matter anymore. But when you're, we, and we talk about margin of victory, certain margin of victory, margin of error right and like kind of where uva is right now I, I think time of possession is as important to them now as it probably ever has been and and it's not necessarily a function of just controlling the ball to like shorten the game it's more about controlling the ball because that means good things are happening for your offense right like yes um in 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 malik and malachi virginia has two great receivers the running game has been uh, very good at coming up big form when they need it to, but realistically, like they're not chunk. They're, this is not a chunk offense, right? They're not going to hit seventy-five yard, sixty-five yard here, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, like, they really do. They do require some grinding it out. And if the offense, if basically if the offense is having success, that time of possession advantage, I think, has got to have to be there. Um, outside of like somebody's just giving them some really short fields, and that just hasn't been the case. Ferber, what do you think? What do, what do you feel like the biggest thing Virginia needs in order to get a win Saturday uh, against Georgia Tech? Yeah, I mean it probably comes down to the same things, right? Turn the turnovers, special teams, red zone stuff. I think that's all going to be big, but I think the defense is going to be pressed. Um, you know, and and Georgia Tech has a few different ways to beat you you know they have a solid quarterback they have fast receivers they have an offensive line that's playing well um you know they've scored 32 points a game this year they have been very up and down as a team but they're obviously capable and getting they're headed in the right direction i would say 
um, and are probably going to exceed expectations overall. But yeah, I mean, I think for UVA, it's going to come down to being clean. I think if they play the cleaner game of the two teams, they're going to have a great opportunity to win, you know, so take care of the football, go try to get a turnover play. If they just play the special teams game, they've been playing, then that's good enough. It's um, funny how much you move the needle just by not screwing up. You yeah, know what I mean, and 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 also I think it's worth giving credit to the kicking game because like Will Betridge right. had a lot of field goals in this game and he hasn't missed one in a while and I don't want to jinx him but you just he's did. Been pl- yeah, he's been playing really well. Um, so yeah, I mean I think it's going to come down to playing clean, scoring in the red zone. If you're going to have these long sustained drives, they need to end in points. Um, you know you're going to have to find ways to move the football, take care of your quarterback. Musket's got to get the ball out quick. Um, and yeah, on defense, they probably just need to make a play or two. Um, because Georgia Tech's going to score. Like, I don't think they're going to have a game where they score 10, 15 points. So, um, it's going to be on UVA to, to find ways to manufacture points and keep the game. UVA probably wants to keep this game in the 20s rather than the 30s. Um, so that's, it's on them to kind of keep it that way by sustaining drives and capitalizing on opportunities. Also feels like Georgia Tech's not a team that like you're you're gonna have to like um, in the zombie movies they call it like double tap right like you don't take a chance you 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 make sure you're to beat Georgia Tech I mean because they just feel like sometimes they've got like some nine lives sort of you know alligator blood right they're the weirdest team it, I don't remember a weirder the weirdest team, team. The, yeah. easily it's just so odd every and, time hey, I watch them play they look awful and then every once in a while they just beat north carolina or whatever yeah it's like like, and then they put together like a a quarter and a half and you're just like what the what was that um and that happens to them both ways but yeah so what is it they lose every other they basically lose all the yeah um, they've lost every other game um so basically they're due for a loss and they're due for a loss this week the trend continues in the preseason i had this thing uh 34 23 i'm inclined to kind of stick with it um, I think UVA wins the game. I think UVA playing at home, better team. I haven't looked at the line. Um, I know at first it was a little bit topsy turvy. Um, Virginia in terms of two. All right. So the so the so the money came in and the money stayed. Um, that's interesting. So I mean, you know, I guess Vegas then sees it kind of as a pick'em. I, I like UVA at home. I, I think the Cavaliers have kind of cracked something here. Um, I've had I've had a lot of people sort of like message me and at you know. So what do you what do you you know what do you think you know how are you feeling about it. I mean, part of me was like, after the other night, like, yeah, well, you know, you're frustrated. You wouldn't, you want to win, but at the same time, it's like, I kind of like, you know, you guys said, I, I saw a lot of similarities between the two games, and so yeah, you're, you're, you're you want to make sure that that dudes are as locked in about this as they are to play on the road against two very good teams. Um, I, I just feel, I feel like at the end of the day, Virginia is, it's a, it's a closer game. Virginia scores late to kind of put it away. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that number, and I'm going to stick with it. Uh, Dave, in the preseason, you had it 28-21 Georgia Tech. Um, how are you feeling now? Yeah, I'm torn. Like, I think it's going to be a, a close game. Hopefully it's a close game. Um, who knows <laughs> with this team? I, I, th- I don't like my score. I think more points are going to be scored. Um, I've gone back and forth all day about how to pick it, but – I'm gonna go with the home team um, in a barn burner, thirty-one to thirty. Will Betridge? I you were gonna say like lead. fifty-five, fifty. No, and sixty-nine <laughs> to three is what I meant to say. I think I stood for me down for it last week. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. 
Uh, I think you you're, you're I think your mic cut out for a second. Did you say Betridge? What what did you say? A last second field goal for Betridge there. There you go. All right, Ferber in the preseason, you had it uh, 23-19 for the Hoos. I'm going to guess that you think there are a few more points. Yeah, I'll probably go a little higher. I, I'm going to pick UVA just because I think they've earned my pick um, the way they've played. I haven't picked them to win a game except for against William & Mary all year in the week of the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think they've shown me enough to make me think they can go do it. I will say, though, like if people think, oh, they're just going to come in and win this game, like Georgia Tech's not that bad. <laughs> like they're four and four. They've been better than UVA on the season. Um, and they've they can clearly reach heights and they've won three ACC road games or two. So they've done it. Um, but I, I just I don't know. I have a feeling that if UVA can can kind of shrug off the loss aspect of what happened last week and just kind of play that level of game, they're going to be in every game the rest of the way. Right. Um and I think they're going to win this one. I think they're going to win, I'll say 27-24. Um, but, yeah, because I don't think – I don't know that UVA is in a position to win a game if it's like 41-38. I think that's probably right. more of a Georgia yeah. Tech game. I but I, I like their chances. But, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to focus and uh, efficiency and all that good stuff. So. Real quick before we leave football, you make an excellent point about like, you know, you can't really treat George. This Georgia Tech team is weird, but you can't treat them like they're, you know, BC or, you know, or way. You know what I'm saying? Like they beat Miami and North Carolina. Right. But what's what's interesting about Georgia Tech, though, is, is that they definitely seem to get up against the teams that they're supposed to get up for. Right. So the same thing we're we're worried about, you know, or not so worried that we're conscious of UVA needing to do in this game. But what I think is interesting is that, like, I think Virginia has shown that it will be consistent. Can Georgia Tech be consistent? And Virginia, I feel like what Virginia's benefiting from in some ways in these last couple games has been, like, there's a, there's something about sort of the way they play that seems to be frustrating to other people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, like, there was no there was no reason why. Carolina was making some of the mistakes Carolina was making. And I, and I don't, I don't, I, I can't put my finger on sort of why that would be other than I maybe Virginia is sort of like, you know, they just won't go away. Um, and, and that's a hell of a quality to have. So now you have two teams that just kind of don't want to go away. Be very, it's going to be an interesting game and see how it all sort of plays out. Homefield apparel is back with brand new options for the Wahoos and so much more this year. College basketball season ramping up, there has never been a better time to gear up with officially licensed apparel from Homefield. First-time customers can get 15% off their first order using the code CAVS23 at checkout. Homefield has comfortable, thoughtful selections, not just for UVA fans, but for more than 180 schools across the country. So this will make a great gift option no matter who you pull for. Homefield's plan is simple. Dig through the archives and the history of the schools to find unique logos, mascots, traditions, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your favorite school. I love what they've got from the older UVA logos and such, and the quality of the stuff I've gotten from Homefield is second to none. In fact, the hoodie with the Cavalier script across the chest is my go-to no matter what I'm doing. Homefield products are printed on high-quality garments with extreme comfort in mind. So don't miss this fall's hottest styles and the most sought-after apparel. Shop at Homefield today and wear one for the team. Homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code CAVS23 for 15% off your first order. Thanks to Homefield for their support of this show and all of CAVSCorner.com. All right, so let's move over to the basketball side of the house. Um, we have 
we've talked about sort of the the non-conference schedule and the way things sort of get going. Um, we thought we'd do something a little fun um, this week. Do we do we have any other uh, any other conversation before we get to the prop bets uh, ahead of Monday's opener? I mean, I don't know if you guys have done a deep scout on Tarleton State or not. I have not. Do you know who their um, coach is? I have no idea. None. Dave, do you know? No. Billy no. Gillespie. Yeah. Oh, it's Billy Gillespie. That's where he landed. Wait, yep. was he there when Tevin transferred there? No, <laughs> no, no. No, I mean he brought them up from D two a few years ago, so or whatever they were. Um, so kudos to him. He's, I mean, he's good basketball mind, though. I would imagine. I'm sure, he's got. I think it's I like what, how you, twelve. I like 12 how you between, added that. I would imagine. It was nice. I think we have what we have multiple football basketball games over the next few weeks, so. Yeah, it goes. Uh, we we were just talking about this. It goes. Uh, football game, basketball game, basketball game, or no, football yeah. game, basketball, football, basketball, 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 football in like the next like what ten days or something like yeah, that. Yeah, gonna be gonna be a lot of gonna be a lot of like whiplash out there. Yeah. Oh, Dave, uh, Brad, did you want me to update the football props before we do? Yeah. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that real quick. Yeah. So so for folks who who may not have caught it in our preseason show, we or one of the preseason shows, we always do props. Um, Ferber's going to give you an update and tell you how smart I am. I mean, he's going to give you an update <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So we have five, I think that are settled or six. Yeah. Six. One that we did. None of us got. Uh, yeah. So first touchdown score to the season feels like so long ago. Do you guys remember what it was? <laughs> it was Paris, Paris Jones, Paris Jones, Paris 17 Jones. yard touchdown run. Yeah. So that one settled. Um, we had one that was what happens first, a successful two-point conversion, an onside kicker recovery, or a fake punt slash field goal attempt. The two-point conversion won, so Dave got that one. Good um, job, Dave. Because they converted the two-point conversion against NC State. Um, we hit the over this week for starting different starting offensive line combinations. Uh, it was three and a half, so we just had the fourth one with Blake Steen starting. So that one hit. Um, longest touchdown of the season over 72 and a half hit in the JMU game with Kobe Pace's touchdown on the first play of the second half. So Brad and I got points for that one and scrolling down. Anthony Calandria hit the over for touchdown passes at three and a half. I think he has what, like six or something like that now five. Um, let's see what else, uh, uniform combinations hit the over three and a half, uh, cause nice. they had four cause they were the all blue against NC state. Um, and I think that's, oh yeah. Will UVA's defense intercept Brennan Armstrong? I did not have Will Brennan Armstrong get benched. Um, but obviously they did pick him off. Uh, will UVA beat a ranked opponent is also closed out because they, they beat Carolina. We all said no. <laughs> um, and I think, oh, that's... ye of little faith. Oh yeah. And then of course, uh, higher total Matt Ganyard age 34 or Paris Jones long rush. Paris Jones had a 43 yard running. It's William and Mary. Um, so those are the ones that are closed out right now. Brad has five, Dave has five, and I have three. So I'm catching up. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. the run pass ratio one's hilarious because we were all like 55 pass, 45 rush, and it's 56 44 rush. Mm. Hey, whatever, whatever, whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. But yeah, um, we have plenty. We have plenty more that are going to get closed out. Somewhere we look really dumb for our guesses. Somewhere uh, we look. How really bad? Smart. Oh wait, real quick. How bad is my list of touchdown scores? How bad? You is got it? some work to do. <laughs> Actually, I I think I'm the only person who is like eliminated because I had Demeek Starling scoring or something. Oh, I didn't um, have Demeek. Did I really not have Demeek? 
I don't there's think no way you did. I can have Dameek. There's just no chance. No chance. No, you had the one you guy had, you didn't have. <laughs> I'll tell you right now who you had. Hang yeah, on. remind me. I think I remember before I, I gave you my list, I tried really hard not to be crazy this year. Yeah, well, you had like, you know, some random dude on there. <laughs> like, all right, uh, scrolling. Great radio. Oh, yeah, you are you are eliminated. Uh, sorry. Dave is the one who is not. So you had Brad, Tony Musket, Paris Jones, Mike Hollins, Kobe Pace, Jack Greasy. That one's outstanding. Uh, Malachi Fields, J.R. Wilson, who's also outstanding. Demi Starling, unless he comes back to the team, that one's not going to hit. And then you have uh, Sedarian Harrison, Graham Mish, and Dre Walker. Um, so Dre Walker has a better chance than Demi Starling at this point. Listen, um, you can, you can, you can, like, you can judge me all you want, but that's not a terrible list considered some of the terrible lists I've put together over the years. Yeah, I don't know so, what it is about that show. I just get really squirrely, and I start giving you like thirty-seven names for no reason. It's the yeah, PAD, you're doing it, man. You're doing it to yourself too. There's no one telling you to. Yeah, it's a self-inflicted <laughs> thing. Is, there's no doubt. There's no um, minimum. But yeah, no, but Dave's Dave's looking pretty good to win that one. But he still needs three touchdowns. Um, he needs touchdowns from like J.R. Wilson. <laughs> no, J.R. Wilson, uh, Jaden Gibson, and Ethan Davies. Oh yeah, Ethan Davies. No, yeah. no shade at the Ethan. I'm high on Ethan Davies because of the musket combo. You know, how's that working out for you? <laughs> musket like combo sounds like something you get like a barbecue restaurant or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the musket combo the- and some and some baked beans. Um, mm, all right. So Ferber, you're gonna fly the ship the rest of the way. So all right, I'm excited. Home. Never done basketball props. So first time is, for everything. This is weird trying to put these together with no frame of reference to use from last year's spreadsheet. All right. The first one, I did the exact same one that we do for football. First points of the season, who scores them and how? And I can go first if you want. I'm guessing so I, it's going to be a uh, an Isaac McNeely. Uh, I have uh, a I have a Reese Beekman layup. That's fair. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go IMAC with a little jumper. Okay. I'm gonna go Ryan Dunn. Put back. Mm-hmm. I went with Beekman because I was like, there's like a zero percent chance he's not starting. So that's fair. like, yeah. it just seems like the most likely um, dude is going to be on the floor. Yeah. Speaking of which second prop starting lineup for the opener. <laughs> I'm excited to hear first. this one. I'll go I'm, first. If, I'm going to let one of you or Dave or Dave can go if he wants. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll go. I can go. I'm going to go Harris Beekman IMAC. Um, okay. You're going too fast. Don Wait, minor. Harris Beekman IMAC. Who are you? Who are you? Done in minor. Yeah, that's okay. exactly the same as mine. I'm going to go. I guess I should go different so I can try to pick up a point here. Um, I mean, the oh, difference is probably Dante Harris. Uh, I'm going to go Reese, IMAC, Brody. Brody, Dunn, and Minor. Yeah. So, Brody for Harris. I think that's the decision that we probably yeah. all made there. So I kind of have a feeling Harris is going to get the start, but we'll see. Yeah, I think um, you're probably right, but I wanted to be different. Yeah, dare to be different. It's going to be hilarious when Jake Grove starts. Um, Dude, he might. I mean, he might. the the, the Jake yeah. Grove's 
uh, rumbles are are prevalent. The, r- like, the rumbles, <laughs> the rumbles are prevalent. Also, like, I mean, like there's not there's not a it's not a zero percent chance that Blake Buchanan starts. I was gonna say, and that was my other thing is like, and also the Blake Buchanan rumbles are very the vibes are 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 vibing. You know, and what I'm see, saying? this is why you go with Reese Beekman layup for first points. That's true. Because what if I had said Blake Buchanan dunk? What if I'd said Blake Buchanan alley oop from Reese? You would be feeling you would be so nervous when he doesn't start, but then when they're down like four nothing at the under sixteen, you'd be like, all right, I got a got a chance. Um all right. So the next one is uh who leads the team in scoring and then the tiebreaker will be points. Oh god. Points per game or over it's yeah, it's points per game. Okay. And then the tiebreaker is how many? Oh man. That's tough. Yeah, that's why I, I put feel it on like here. it might actually be McNeely. <laughs> it could be. That's very possible. Um, I don't know, man. I think Reese is going to take more shots than we're accustomed to, and so like it's going to kind of kind of break the frame of reference we've we've got for his career to this point. Yeah. What did Reese average last year? One second, I'll pull it up. I was just looking at it. I don't think it was double digits, was it? I was going to say it was like nine and a half. Nine, I think. Eight. Eight and a half, eight seven, nine point five, nine and a half. Look at us. Um, that would probably, I mean, if that leads the team in scoring, that's either the most balanced lineup of all time, or it's not good. Or the offense is not good. Yeah, give me, give me, um, give me Reese at eleven point four. Okay, fair enough. Give me Ryan Dunn at thirteen point two. Okay, Jiminy Christmas, well- Batman. I'm going to go different just because I think it's more fun. Uh, I'll go Isaac McNeely at 12. Say Blake Buchanan. At 12.8. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, not not quite there yet, you know. Can you first, imagine uh, if what if what if Blake came out averaging a double-double? Yeah. His NIL first, money first would big man to sick. first big man not to be redshirted since I'll like, take the loss in the prop bets if that happens. Yeah. Yeah, just take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For for I just want to state for I want to publicly shame Ferber because he he writes he writes this day in the 321 and he's like He's talking about like all the dudes who redshirted, and he had them in the most bizarre order. And I was like, "Because he That's had how Huff, my brain like, works." It was like yeah. it was like Huff at the end, and I was like, "My guy, like, what are you doing to me?" And so like I'm trying to move him around, and then I'm in my head about like if I even have them right. So I don't know if I actually. Well, I was going in. back through the rosters to be like, "Did I miss one?" I figured you That's know? what you were doing, but then I was like, "Yeah, you had Shedrick in there, um, in a in a in a weird spot after in trial." My brain. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, it was very. I was like, "What is happening right now?" So I appreciate yeah. that you keep me on my toes. All right, next one. Uh, Three-point percentage leader, and I'm going to put a caveat in here. The person has to have 20 attempts at least because we can't have a Blake Buchanan one-for-one situation. Um, I'll go first. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but I'm going McNeely. Uh, 37.8% is the tiebreaker. What was he last year? Do you know? Oh Do you have it up? 34 I think. all this stuff up. Hold on. I'll I'll pull up Ken Palm if you, if you make me. That would be great because I have the props up. All right, hold on. Hot second. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, so Isaac McNeely, a good outside shooter, uh, probably going to take some more threes this year. Other players may also take threes this year, though. So <laughs> Other you players know, might also really, take Will they make him in a better clip than Isaac McNeely? We should make that a prop. I mean, that's it's possible, though, because you could have, like, I'm just going to say, like, Groves could shoot, Groves, like, 41%, yeah. but shooting less of them, where maybe Rody, you know, blows up. Um, All right, McNeely well, last year... Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, he attempted Lord. 
What are you looking Kim at? Pong, an abacus? There's no, no percentage. Pong, you, no, because I almost said I almost read off. He took a he took 130, and I was like, well, that's not right because that's the whole team. Uh, he took uh, 82 in the conference, um, but he's he's taken. No, wait, wait. I'm very confused. Yes, he took 130. Let's pretend yeah. I didn't say any of that. Yeah, 39.2 percent. 39.2 percent. 130 was 51 of 30. 51 of 130. So you said, what did you say, Justin? 37? I said 37.8. So less, but he's going to make more. Yeah, that's fair. Give me um, give me 40.1. Okay. That would be a Kyle Guyish season. Actually, he pretty much did that last year. He just didn't take as many. He did that in ACC play. Yeah. He was 40.2. I'm gonna go Groves at thirty nine point five, wow. just to be different. Yeah, I mean exactly. that, that's a good pick. You're on the margins there. Way to be different. Way to um, be different. I always am like, way to be different, and then it's like we get to the end, it's like, oh man, that person that went different was wrong. <laughs> like <laughs> that means way to pick last. That's what. Yeah. It means. <laughs> All right. Uh, largest margin of victory in the tiebreaker is the opponent. Ooh. And now you guys have to pull the schedule up. It's gonna be North Carolina. Uh, sorry, Morgan State. Yeah, it's going to be Morgan State. Yeah, because they got, I don't know, they got a whole bunch of time off for Christmas. They got a lot of, they got some dogs on the schedule, I'm telling you. They got a, some yeah. tough not conference games, but they got a lot of bye games. It might like, be North Carolina a and It might be North Carolina A&T. They, they might beat North Carolina A&T by 30. All right, that's what I have. I have NC A&T by 37 points. <laughs> yeah, give me, give me, give me North Wait, ah. All right, I'll be, I'll be different. Um. Let's see, Virginia Tino. Um, it that does would feel be like something they, if they just what if destroyed they, Pitt or something. <laughs> I was gonna say, what if they beat the brakes off uh, Boston College in Boston College just because? Um, well, we know that's not gonna happen, bro. What if it's Louisville? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't be the strangest Who'd thing that pick? could happen. You, you I picked North A&T. Carolina A and T. I haven't yeah. picked yet. I think I'm gonna go back to um, Morgan State. I'm going to hope that they come out of the exam slash Christmas break and all that fun stuff. I guess it's not the exam break. It's just Christmas break. Christmas break and uh, um, throttle Morgan State. Give me give me Morgan State by 32. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Northeastern. Yeah, they're pretty bad, aren't they? Um, but I, I like the timing on that off. game, too. They get a week off after that tournament. and Yeah. I picked NCA and T because I feel like they it's like a game they had like three days after Florida or something. So I was like, oh, they'll yeah, be they like, got time. They're going to come home. It, they're yeah. not going to be rusty yeah. or anything. Yeah, um, no, there's lots to choose from. Yeah, you could have gone back to North Carolina Central on the uh, fifth. Yeah. That da- been, Dave, did you way. give a number? How many points? Um, twenty two. Because that's really the that's really the prop is how many points yeah. they went. Twenty two. So all right, uh, final. And again, we're calculating this at the end of the regular season, so no postseason chicanery. Um, uh, offensive efficiency rating per Ken Palm at the end of the season. Oh, good God. Um, Ranking, I mean. So, like, nationally, obviously. Um, all right, so preseason, they're predicted to be 42nd. They're, like, what, 42 offense and, like, 20-something defense? 25 defense, yeah. yeah. Give me give me, give me, me. Actually, you, you guys want to just do both because I have them both here. Yeah, so that, yeah give me 36 offense on offense and give me uh, 21 on defense. Actually, no, no, give me – I think they're top 20. Give me 17 on defense. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say they finished about where they rated. Like, let's just go 41 on offense. But I think defense will be top 15. I'm gonna go 14. There you go. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with this too. I have 33, 13, 33 offense, 13 defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's totally a crapshoot at this point. Who knows? Um, okay, highest Ken Palm ranking of the season. Like, what's their high water mark for the overall ranking, efficiency ranking? What are they? Thirty three to start the year. Thirty three to start. Yeah. Yeah. And last year, I think at one point, early, early in the season, they were like two or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember what their individual numbers were when they were ranked out high last year. Well, also it's like schedule matters, and they started fifth, so like it's easy to jump to two. It's not easy to jump to two from thirty three, because Ken Pop bakes, bakes in like SP Plus does expectations oh. for the first like you know 10 games or whatever i'll just they got, give you they mine. got to four in kimpom last year yeah i'll just give you mine i think they're gonna get as high as 14th hmm. that might be too high but no i'm gonna say they go to nine okay hmm do these amps go to 11 brad <laughs> uh, give me eight okay we're all pretty bullish on this team that takes us to the next one okay the last the last best guess ACC top four in order and the tiebreaker because there's certainly going to be a tie somewhere in the seating is or in the standings is how they're seated in the ACC tournament. So tiebreakers, wow. I guess. So basically, <laughs> like, give me your top four ACC tournament seeds. All right. Um, number one is Duke. Um, I just think that I just think they're gonna be really good. Um, way bold. No, I just I I know because like but for real this time. <laughs> no, no, no. I I but see like that's the thing is like everybody picks them to be whatever. Yeah. I just think that that team is gonna is I don't know, man. I just really like I don't know. I just think their their talent is really good. Me too. Um, Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, Miami. Okay, I have Duke, UVA, Miami, UNC. So we're Ooh. just flipping three and four. Look at us. Look at us. Um, it's it's UVA, Miami, Duke, Carolina. That's very possible. I just love the way you said it is. It is like like, he, like we have a pretty easy ACC schedule. Who's the guy uh, on Twitter? The matter. political? I think Dave Wasserman's his name. Where he's like, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. No, the, the, yeah, <laughs> Wasserman is a is is a god. Okay, that's Wasserman's what, a god. Well, that's, that's what Dave just did. Yeah. I've, seen, I've enough. seen enough. It's Virginia. It, it is. It's Virginia. it's Virginia. Oh, it's so good. So right. good, Dave. All right, now we have the over unders. Uh, first loss of the season over under November twenty first. Hold on. Under under being earlier. November 21st. All right. Florida. Florida or Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Or Texas Southern, technically. And then I think on the 21st they play again. SMU or whoever, okay. right? Yeah, then they play, yeah, the uh, SMU. How do you guys feel about where I set this? I, it's I, a good, I think pretty good. I mean, if you said 29th, the answer is easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after Texas A&M, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say it, yeah. Um, I'm going to go under. I have, I have under, under as well. I have yeah. under. I think they're going to lose to Florida or Wisconsin. So um, hopefully not both, but possible. Um, everybody answered that one. 
I also have ninth in the country, so I probably should say over. But (laughs) hey, this team's gonna peak late. You know, they got a slow start in their two scrimmages. Yeah, it's not how Kim Palm works. You better peak early. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing too. Is it's hard to make a move, but you got to hope that they start making a move. Hey, look, everything is gonna be okay. They're gonna play Louisville twice. Okay, it's gonna be. They're gonna get right. They got plenty of chances to get right. (laughs) Is one of the props? Will they have the same coach? For both games. Yeah, will UVA play an interim coach? We're going to add that one right now. Yeah. We're going to add that one to the yes-no section, so we'll get there. Um, all right, uh, first loss we did. Uh, all ACC selections. This is just first, second, and third team, not defense. Um, over under one and a half. Over. So will they have more than one guy on the for all three of the first of the for, of the actual all ACC teams? Yeah, I'm not counting honorable mention. That's so, too many people. I'm going to say over. I have over as well. So Beekman and Dunn, Beekman Dunn, McNeely. yeah, McNeely could, could McNeely. be in there, yeah, or you could have a surprise, of course. Um, Blake Buchanan because he's going to average double double. Yeah, I'll go first. Can I just tell y'all if, if Blake Buchanan actually does average double double, that little audio of me just saying that is going to get. I'm going to use that so often of me saying Blake, yeah, because Blake Buchanan is going to average a double double. Oh gosh, it's going to be y'all are going to hate me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll deal with it. Some of these over unders are hard to do too because it's like, is it under? Is it over? Um, adjusted tempo over under nationally three hundred fifty six point five. There are three hundred sixty two teams. Last year they were above that. They were like three fifty seven last year, three fifty six or something like they that. They were three sixty. Yeah. Wait, what did you what did you say it was three fifty six three fifty six point five. Since everybody thinks they're going to be running, it and down. if I say and and under is is technically over, right? You're saying slower. Yeah, under under we'll say is slower. Okay, so I'm going to say under. I am too. I'm going over. Good Dave's for you. Like they're going to be fast breaking all over the place. I just love. I just think they're going to generate I, steals, man. I just love Zach's question in the presser the other day, and Tony was like, "You guys <laughs> ask me that every year, every year." <laughs> And I was like, I know, like he, he's like, everybody's like, is this the year that you want to do it? And he's like, well, I'm going to say that I'm going to do it, but we're not going to do it. Um, all right. Players to start a game. I might have said this too low. Over under seven and a half. Ooh. I have the over. Seven? I think we get so eight. You get your eight. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be over. The hard part senior. is like we who? got senior night, so that's going to help me get the over. He doesn't. He doesn't usually do that. Though. <laughs> that's true. He doesn't really, but, unless it's like yeah, a real, unless true. it's like a dude. Yeah, this isn't a over. this isn't a Billy Campbell, Jason Rogers situation. There's too many guys who haven't played a full ACC schedule for me not for me to take the under. You know, another thing, like again, this is not a jinx. I don't even believe it. But <clears throat> don't say they it. haven't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why are you? Why are you? What are you don't doing? Even, Stop don't this. even. Stop this. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven. You need to wear a boot tomorrow, Ferber. What is this count Dracula over here? We got a lot. No, of I'm I'm going I'm going over the roster and I'm counting the number of dudes <laughs> I think will start. And I'm trying to figure out like basically, it will Bond or Buchanan ever start? That's the yeah. question. I think you. What was it? And the number was seven and a half. Seven and right? a half. I'm going over. Do it. Let's go. Okay, Dave. Did you do go it, over? Do too? it. Yeah, do it. Do it. So I mean, like we gave our fives, and then it's like Rody. Rody, guys. Actually, real quick, I need I need Buchanan to start just because I want to hear the JPJ guy say his hometown name. 
Coeur d'Alene or whatever. Yeah, but can you imagine how this? It's just going to be electric when he says it. I, oh, God. I hope it's one of the home games I'm at. Oh, God. Well, also, they have like four dudes from Milwaukee now or something. So they it's do. Like, They've got Beekman from Milwaukee, <laughs> Rody from Brookfield. Um, and then wait, Bond is from Milwaukee, right? Bond's from Milwaukee. Uh, he's from, sorry. He's from Wauwatosa. Mm, okay. We're going to say Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's like, like well, sometimes a dude will just be like from L.A., Kihei Clark. And it's like, well, you kind of phone that one in like <laughs> he's from Woodland Hills. All right. Lowest point total allowed uh, over under 41 and a half points. Under. Same. I guess I'll go over. Yeah, why not? 42 is not very many points. <laughs> that's not yeah. a lot of points. You're not exactly like being like, I think, I think the defense I, is going to be terrible. I think I saw Carson Edwards score that many one by, by himself. Right. Yeah, in the second half. Uh, longest winning streak of the season, over under five and a half games. Oh, over. 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 That over. ACC schedule is soft coming out of Christmas. Okay. I'll go NCAA under. NCAA tournament, six games. I think five is the Nicely max. done, Dave. <laughs> one, two. All right. If they came out hey, of. Hey, this they, is regular season only, so. If they come out of Memphis. And they, and they went and they one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They wouldn't see another top 50 Ken Palm team until 10 games, and that's Clemson at 51 and then Miami at 45. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, they of, could also they could also string six together through their early part of their night. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. If you just beat like Texas A&M, the games around it aren't hard. Yeah, you, you, you uh, yeah, if you beat Texas A&M and you, um, or whatever. And, and you get the second game of the whatever. But yeah, no, you're right. I'm going to go under just because you guys went over. So longest losing streak of the season over under two and a half games. Under. I have the under as well. I, I just don't see a lot. I of, don't think they lose more than two in a row. Yeah, I was going to say, I just don't see. I mean, they'd really, somebody, they'd have to be dealing with some injuries, I think. Um, what was it last faster, year? Just two? Two. Hold on. Yeah, but they, they had two, had two game streaks. They had Houston think. and Miami, and then they had Boston College, Carolina, and of course, Duke. Well, they had two seven game winning streaks last year. But the um, thing was, like, I mean, not that it matters for this, but like that second losing streak was like around a bunch of games where they could have or should have lost to bad teams. And it was like they weren't playing well, but they won, you know? Yeah, that's true. So it felt like a longer losing streak than two games. Yeah, yeah that's like right. Notre, Louisville, Notre Dame, BC, UNC. Louisville, Louisville, Notre Dame, and the Duke game, honestly. I mean, that could have gone the other way, too. Well, but they it, even it, it was worse than that because they they had the Florida State game and the JMU game right before they lost the mm-hmm. actual two they lost. Yeah. Um, and Beekman was hurt. Yeah. And the Michigan game, which was like they were down 15 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Uh, wins over ranked opponents on the day of the game. So, not at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year. All right. Um, One, two. Are we just over-unders. guessing? Or over-unders? The over-under is two and a half. I'm going to go, go over. over. Yeah. I'm going to go under. Okay. Just so you know, Duke, UNC, Texas A&M, Miami are ranked, and Wisconsin yeah. is receiving votes. Yeah. So, And then, obviously, you could have like Clemson or somebody could be ranked by the time they play. Yeah. Um, free throw percentage over under 72 and a half, which I believe is an uptick from last year where they kind of mm. struggled. Let's see. Free throw percentage. They were 71. It comes down to can Ryan Dunn shoot better. That's what huh. it pulls down. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. And Ben Vanderplas isn't on the team. Yeah. That's, God, yeah so... I'm going over. Yeah, I'll go over too. 
I mean, I think yeah. Dunn was 50% last year, but he only shot like, what, 20 or something? I mean, it wasn't I a couldn't lot. believe it when Tony said he only played 11 minutes a game because it doesn't feel like that. But well, yeah. it's he either played 18 or none or zero. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll go over as well. Uh, wire to wire wins, never trailing. This is something Brad and I always joke about in the press area. Oh, you can't say they didn't, they weren't trailing when they ended up to nothing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly what happens. He's exactly the over, right. <laughs> the over under is four and a half. Last year they had four. I looked to set the uh, line. Jesus. You need one, two, three, <laughs> four, five. Well, I had to set Six. the line, so I was like, I have yeah, to check. Just mess with you. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go over. I just think there's too many opportunities for him. Um, I'll I mean, go maybe, over, too. Maybe one of these one of these um, teams has, one of these teams in the 300s has a tall dude who can win the tip. But The funny thing is it's not always the games you think. That's like, true. They'll be, down, yeah. they'll be losing to, like, NC Central, but then they'll beat, like, Louisville wire to wire or whatever. Yeah. Like you, you stole my... You stole my reasoning, Brian. I was going to say under because I, I don't know how Virginia's going to be winning tips this year. Um, ah, Ryan Dent will be fine. Oh, yeah. He'll, yeah, I'm going to still go under. I'll go over. Uh, team double doubles. This is a line I just completely made up. I have no idea how many they're going to have or how many they had last year. Twelve and a half. Total? Hmm. For the season. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, I, that's a pretty good... I, I'm just ballparking it. I don't. No, that's I think a good you number. Get, you get like a, a double double like every two or three games. Well, like, since since uh, old uh, depends on who's on the Keenan's team. Gonna yeah. average well, a double. Jaden Garner's gone. Yeah, that hurts. Um, yeah. Um. Who's? Yeah, yeah it's like I mean, who's getting them. Yeah. I mean, it would obviously I'm be. I'm gonna go under. Yeah, I, got, I think you got to go under until. I mean, maybe I maybe Jordan Miner and Ryan Dunn are just out there, just you know, dominating on the. Class. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over. Okay. Um, you do you highest boo. A, yeah, <laughs> highest AP poll ranking of the season. So kind of like the Ken Palm one, over under fourteen and a half. Over uh, over being, over being higher, higher, yeah, yeah, higher. Yeah, okay. That's what I have too. I think they'll get up to like nine or something like that. Um, all right, now we're into the yes nos. Will all UVA right. make a Will UVA make a game winning shot in the final ten seconds of a game? Such a yes. question. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say yes as well. I said yes too because it's not fun to say. I mean, no. it's it's more fun. It's <laughs> Why more would you fun. want to root against that? Yeah. Will UVA appear on College of Game Day this year, home or away? Ooh. I said yes. All right. Let's see. What are their Saturday games? Well, we're not gonna be at home because we don't play any good Saturdays. Uh, the Carolina. That's Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Carolina. And I then they say have- yes. I mean, the Duke got... game is the Duke game is prime for game day because it's at six o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes, but it's not at home. Mm-hmm. And they then trying to score may, an extra point with a little. They might have another. They might have another one in there that we're just not thinking of, where they go to like Tech or something. I don't know. Right. Um, will UVA lose as a ranked team to an unranked team? Ooh. I said yes. I mean, there are there's a lot of poo poo platter in in the yeah. CCC <laughs> schedule. Um, I mean, it's just a lot of unranked teams that you play yeah. on a night. I mean, you can't tell me that they won't be ranked and lose to Pitt on February 13th. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, if the answer is not yes, you be specifically winning a lot of games. to Pitt. Yeah. I mean, your yeah. answer has to be yes, right? Otherwise, or they're not, or like they're not ranked. Thirty and two, or they're not. Oh, yeah, that's that's the other bad yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say yes, they will. Okay. Yeah. Will a newcomer start every regular season game? And what I mean is one specific person. Like oh. not like will See, that's a different a, that's, newcomer that's, start that's, every year. I feel like that's Wait, does, an easy does one. Does Harris count as a newcomer? Yes, yeah, I'm gonna does. count him as a newcomer. 
So you're basically he's saying is any of the new faces game. going to start every Harris, I don't think Rody, anybody. Harris, Rody, Groves, Minor, or any of the freshmen. I'm going to say no. I said no, say no Yeah, I got to say no. Okay. Now, if you ask me, will a it's newcomer possible. start every game, I would say <laughs> yes. That is exactly what I wrote. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm saying if you... If you oh, said, any, if you, oh, every game like any, any, any of them. Any yeah, okay, right. Yeah, okay. I would guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, okay, will UVA win in Blacksburg for the first time since 2020? Yes. Something weird's going on, man. Why did that dude leave? Oh, yeah, maybe playing oh, time or something. This is not a hokey podcast. Um, <laughs> that dude, Dave. you mean Rodney Rice. I was I like, mean, people are probably like, what's he talking about? Well, the reason he's at Tech left, that's why he left. That's true. Um, yeah. It's an odd I'm, time to leave, though, bro. I'm going to say no just because whatever. That's how it goes. No. I mean, they're going to have to make a lot of threes to beat us. Yeah. All right. Player team bets. Reese Beekman steals per game. This is just a guess. So do your best guess. Hmm. Steals per game. I'm going to say 4.9. He had like 5.3 last year or something like that. 5.3. Steals? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Assists. Assists. <laughs> I was like, good Lord. Assists. <laughs> going to win the title. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not allowed to run when he gets it. Gonna but win the title. <laughs> he's got to hold up. Um. Yeah. Assist. Sorry. Um. He averaged five point three. I think. I'm sorry. I think it's gonna just, be off the ball. That just really messed me up. <laughs> I'm gonna go five point eight. I don't think it's gonna go up a lot. I think he's gonna shoot more. Nice. Okay. Um. Right. All right, here's my so. thought process on this. If they have the shooting that they might actually have, it, it could go up a lot. Uh, I'm going to say over. I mean, see, and, and he could be playing point more with Kihei gone. Give me the number um, again. It was 5.8. 5.3 last year, I think. It was 5. 5. Is my guess. There's no over under. It's just. Sorry, guess. I got I got I got to laughing and I got myself all discombobulated. Um, Give me 6.2. OK, going higher. All right, higher number. Elijah Gertrude minutes per game or Andrew Rohde points per game? You're you're such a degenerate. That's such a great that's such a great combo. Oh god, that's so good. It's probably not right. Well, I'm gonna no, go it's Rody. it's really good I mean, though. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Rohde too. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. But if Gertrude gets to like 13 minutes a game, we got a conversation on our hands. Or if Rody just isn't as good as the red shirts, then that's a bad that decision. Is, right. How did you even pull that out? Like, I don't even understand like how your brain works to to put those two things in contrast. That's just so good. That's so good. Thank you. So good. Why uh, have we not blitz. done this for basketball before? What were we doing? <laughs> uh, because it's in the middle of football season, so we're just kind of like, anyway, on to basketball. They're playing, that's you true. know, yeah, it does State it does sort of happen. And there's no football, it's not like the big there's not like a big like yeah. There's you know, no like first yeah, game. It's like you're playing somebody that you're gonna dominate. Hopefully, um. All right, Blake Buchanan points and rebounds per game combined. Eleven point six. Okay. I'm thinking. That's a good. That's a good guess. Yeah. So I'm gonna go twelve point two. Twelve point two. Oh. Um. All right, I'll go higher then. I'll go twelve point seven. 
All right. Uh, player with the most points in a single game. So highest scoring single single game performance of this season. And the tiebreaker is how many points? Oh, I was just going to say the tiebreaker is who this against. Um, you can say that if you want to. I'll write it down. But it's more. <laughs> it's mostly just points. I don't think you're going to need the bonus. Um, Give me McNeely at probably the safest bet. I think twenty six against Virginia Tech on January seventeenth. Okay. Did you write all that down or no? <laughs> I, I I go back and listen afterwards, and I'll write it down as we go. It's too much to keep up with. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to that... do. So, I, I, oh God, that's so good. I might as well just pick someone else. McNeely, 22. No, that's too low. That's too low. Yeah, because I think Reese will have like some 22. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go different. Give me Dunn, 28. Ooh, okay. 28 against. Yeah, <laughs> against any team where he gets to play the five. Mm-hmm. Against Georgia tech. tech on January the twentieth. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Live at the in Atlanta. Who cares? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go different. Um, I'm gonna go. <clears throat> Tamer Jordan Jordan Minor. Ooh, one is different. Twenty seven points against some random like small school, uh, Northeastern. <laughs> some He's random, a, some random small school should do. If that happens, my my prediction of that being our biggest win might be. But I, I'm thinking of like Jaden Gardner would do that sometimes. They'd be playing yeah. some bad team, and he'd have like 25 points and 14 that's rebounds. True. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be one of those. Um, I also almost went like nearly like 35 points, you know, against somebody. <laughs> but um, also Rody, kind of a dark horse there, I think too. Um, okay, here's your random football one that I came up with. Uh, higher total between 11-1, so today, and 11-25. UVA basketball points, they're going to play six games. Or Malik Washington receiving yards, four games. Jesus Christ, Ferber, I don't know where you came from. My God, <laughs> he, that's incredible. He's done it again. <laughs> Seriously, that is well, okay, absolutely so incredible. I'll walk what you through a the question. So the he's math. averaging a little over 100 a game, right? Yeah, I think so, something like yeah. that. So basically, I have change. So UVA basketball points, I have like they're playing six games. The opponents are not very good. So, so they're probably be... they're they're gonna score more. Let's say they score 70 a game. You know, that's yeah. what uh 420 points. Yeah. So then, you know, you're talking will Malik Washington have 420 receiving yards in four games. So basically it's between now and the tech game. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Malik because I think that that's the sure bet. Because I mean UVA uh you said the twenty fifth, right? So one of these games against Wisconsin. Um, yeah, that's true. They might score like thirty in that game. And that, game that game could legitimately be thirty to twenty eight final. So yeah, give me give me Malik. In Malik, I trust. I'm gonna go Malik too. Um, the only thing that gives me pause is like he he could easily have like a solid like sixty yard game, and then he's like way off the pace. Um, so. That was the thing, though. He could have a 60-yard game and still not be off the pace because yeah, of he what could, he does and some of the others. Is, yeah, he could true. also have a 200-yard game. Yeah, I mean, because that Louisville game and, yeah, it's Malik. I'm going Malik. Okay. That's just more fun, I think. Um, higher number, Jordan Minor rebounds per game or Jake Groves points per game? Uh, Jake Groves points per game. Okay. Give me Minor rebounds per game. Yeah. Man, that's a tough Someone's one. Someone's got a rebound. Yeah, I'm gonna go minor rebounds, but it's gonna be close. I think Groves is gonna end up at like seven or eight points a game. 
something like that. I just want to say for the record, that one was also very good, but you set the bar so incredibly high with a couple of these that okay. it just overshadowed well, it. The last, the last three are, are <laughs> special. Um, all right, you have to pick one of these things. <laughs> There's this two of these coming good. up. The the second one, you guys, it's gonna really take like 20 minutes to get through. All right, the first one, most likely, UVA beats both UNC and Duke. UVA goes 11 and 0 in non-conference play. UVA goes unbeaten at home or UVA loses to a sub 200 Ken Palm opponent at the time of the game. This is most likely. Yeah. You have to pick one basically like, and hope that it wins. I'll go, you want me to go through them again? I would say my most likely is they go undefeated home. Okay. I mean, there's really not a lot of great teams coming to JPJ. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could also kind of double down on that with the non-conference play one, but you do have to go to Wisconsin and then – or like the Wisconsin game on the right, yeah, neutral yeah, yeah, court yeah. and then Memphis. I'm going to go UNC-Duke because it's fun. I mean, really, yeah. the, the home the home thing really comes down to two games, Texas A&M and Carolina, right? Um, well, I mean, they can lose to – I mean, they could, but I mean, like if you're thinking about like well, your serious threats, right? If you, you know, those are the spades in your hand you got to get rid of. If you're gonna go nil. Oh yeah, and they play Florida. Um, yeah, I'm actually gonna go unbeaten at home too. But yeah, I mean, I was just trying to kind of the sub 200 Ken Palm. I don't want to root for that. <laughs> um, but it's possible, I guess, you know, because they're gonna have a few of those. So, all right. So the next one is the same kind of concept, but I gave I'm giving odds. So these are points. So each prop you win is worth one point, but these are worth way more than one point if you get it right. And there's really no risk because these are like long shot bets for the most part. There are some that are not such long shot bets. Okay, so the first one, this is one to one, so it's worth one point. UVA over 11 and a half wins in ACC play. It's worth one point. This is worth five. UVA ACC regular season title. Ten points if Reese Beekman is ACC player of the year. Twelve points if Ryan Dunn or Isaac McNeely are first team all ACC. 20 points if UVA is 500 or worse in ACC play and 75 points if UVA is number one in the AP poll at the end of the regular season. And how many do we have to select? Pick one. You just, just get to one. pick one. So you can take the one point over 11 and a half wins in ACC play. You could take the ACC regular season first. title. How did you um, come up with this? My God, what kind of drugs are you? Demented. Um, just give me this. Added, AC, right? this, this segment's brought to you by FanDuel, who has a lot of my money. Um, what would you say, Dave? Give me the ACC regular season title. Okay, five Take to five. one. How That's many? Um, how many points is that worth again? Five. Do you want me to go back through them? Yeah, if you don't mind, I'm sorry. The first one is one point if they go over 11 and a half ACC wins, so 12 okay. and 8 or better. 10 if Reese Beekman wins ACC Player of the Year. 12 if Ryan Dunn or Isaac McNeely are first team all ACC. 20 if UVA is 500 or worse in ACC play. And 75 if UVA is the number one team in the nation at the end of the regular season in eight people. And what did Dave select? ACC regular season title. Did you list? Did you read that one in your list? Yes, that was a five point. Oh, okay. Sorry, it was very early. It's the second one. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go. Reese Beekman, ACC Player of the Year, ten to one. 
All right, I think there's actually a decent chance if Virginia's really good, then McNeely sneaks onto the first team. Yeah, or Dunn. It's just like absolutely, he becomes DeAndre Hunter. And then it's like. I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go with that one. I like that we did three different ones. Dave has probably the best chance. I mean, obviously, he has the best odds. Um, But, yeah. All right. That was something different. All right. Now we did we do the long shot ones for football. So we're going to do it. I almost did name every player to score for basketball. But that just (laughs) seemed ridiculous. Um, Long shot bets. Uh, These are all just worth one point, but you have to pick one. Tony Bennett technical foul. UVA scores 100 points in a game. UVA opponent under 35 or a single player over 30 in a game. Give me, wait, can can I take more than one? You can take one. All right, just just the one. All right, give me UVA um, holds an opponent under 35. Okay. I wanted to get out there quick because I didn't know. Even even though you probably said over on that that prop earlier, but that's okay. You can hedge. No, I'm going to take the player over 30, even though I said 28 was high, so. I'm going to take Tony Bennett technical foul. <laughs> I just think that would be funny. He's due. He's, yeah, it's um, true. He hasn't had one in many years. Yeah, a long time. Um, yeah, and who knows? Maybe Jamie Lucky will, you know, just be in a mood one night. Um, and we'll get another one. All right, last one, the Lavelle Davis Award. Who's your guy um, for basketball first time ever? Wow. I'm going to make Reese Beekman el- ineligible for this. Uh, Justin, you go first. You did all the work. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dante Harris. Hmm. It wasn't the guy I was expecting to pick if you asked me like two months ago, but I just got a it's feeling. A safe pick. I think he's going to play a lot because of his defense. I think he's going to make some plays. I think he's going to get in the lane and do some stuff. Um, I don't know that he will. He's not going to like carry this team, but I think we're going to look up at some point and be like, man, like where would they be without this guy? Um and, yeah. you know, and then, you know, God forbid something happens to Reese, somebody else, you know, he's a great insurance policy. Um, I just have a feeling like in UVA's structure, he's not going to be asked to be a hero like he was at Georgetown and he's going to thrive in that role. And I just like the way that they're talking about how he's playing on the defensive end. Um, and so he's my guy. Can I have all the guys? <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, you, there's so many, honestly, for football, it's like, you're either taking a flyer on a guy that hasn't really played or you're taking a guy that's like a Jonas, you know, you know, yeah. sinker I mean, I feel out. like McNeely or Dunn are, are easy. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, Dunn's almost, Dunn's anything. a little too easy, honestly. But I'm going to go roadie just because like I fell in love with that guy's tape, just watching him. He reminds me so much of Todd Jerome. Um, Harris might, if you'd have taken roadie, I probably would have taken Harris just because I, yeah, we we saw with Kihei that Tony likes that, so he's going to play a lot. So, yeah, I'll go. I'm going to go roadie. That's a good choice. High off, upside on offense, too. Yeah. I mean, he could end up being the team's leading scorer. <laughs> Jacob Groves is going to be the guy. Wow. I went back and forth between it him could and be. Buchanan. I think Groves is going to shoot it a lot better than we're expecting, and I think he's going to play a lot of, like, really quality spot minutes, and he's going to come in, he's going to – heat up real quick he's gonna hit some shots and like everybody sort of gets to a place where by like february he he goes to shoot and everybody's already got their hands up i just want him to be what bvp thought he was anyway um <laughs> and i might have picked him just so dave would say something like that um i but no seriously like that that's like that's probably of all the times we've done the who's guy who, who's your guy like between him and buchanan um 
the buzz is just so palpable around both those dudes right now. Um, palpable buzz? Palpable, even. Palpable. Hey, can I add one just for fun? Mm-hmm. Um, how many players on the current roster will win ACC Defensive Player of the Year? Before they I should have done an ACC DPOI. Oh, not man, this no, year, but before they leave you. No, no, you can't ask a question we got to wait years on. That's not, that, don't do that. Yeah, you can just, let, you can let it run. We can let it run. Ferber's going to have to come back in 2020. I'll put it, I can like, put it on the spreadsheet. He's got a spreadsheet, dude. Don't worry about this. <laughs> I'll say, uh, did Beekman win last yes. year? So that's one. Um, I'll say, say three. I'll say two. I mean, it's possible it could be three or more. I'm thinking like Dunn. Are maybe. you counting Beekman as your one of your two? Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Because he's already won it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go four. Whoa. I think Ryan Dunn wins it this year. Um, Leon Bond or Dante Harris win it next year. Then Blake Buchanan wins it twice. Wow. I'm sorry. Did you say twice? Twice. Christian Bliss, 2027 ACC Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, I think Beekman could go back to back. Um, he could actually. No, my number should be three if I'm picking Buchanan doing it twice because I said player. So, three. Sorry. Update the spreadsheet. Fascinating. Please. Okay, I'll I'll see what <laughs> he's I can not. Do. He's not doing the spreadsheet now. He's going to listen back and do the spreadsheet tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll have Kyle on next week to do uh, rowing props or whatever. <laughs> He'll be like his fiftieth. His fiftieth um, sporting event of the season. Hey, hey, why is hey, the field actually, hockey I'll be field at a blue? Basketball game next week. Yeah, why is the field hockey field blue? Is, um, what is that? Look, is it to no, see the ball it, or something? He's not. They changed. They changed jerseys for certain play. I don't know. Like, I don't understand the game. <laughs> Can we put that down as an off-season topic? Just for like what 15 is minutes? field just, hockey and have no, the field no, hockey coach? Have, well, I guess the field hockey coach. Like, you have it's answers so, to like, these questions. It's so crazy. I'd like a briefer on you know a brief. If you have a, if you have answers to these questions, he's at who Dave's on the board and at who Dave's on Twitter. Okay, <laughs> so that's where you take them. You do not at me. Okay, you take them all to Dave. He's got you. Yeah, just why me. are field hockey fields blue? Field hockey helps television viewers clearly see the ball and markings. Does, they're that's doing this for television. <laughs> that's a that's a Stop that's it. a good note to, to end on right there. They're doing this for television. That's so good. Okay. Um, well, Ferber, thank you very much for all of the props. Those are incredible. Some of those really did blow my mind. Um, I gave graciously of my time. You, you did. As you did always. indeed. As, As always. always. Yeah. All right. Can y'all stop? I, I got to say all this stuff now. All right. Stop it. If you're somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your shows. And if you're so inclined to give us a rating or review, we'd appreciate it. If you haven't checked us out of the website yet, give us a look at calvescorner.com. Uh, lots of stuff uh, rolling in and out um, going into obviously the start of the basketball season, football season continuing on. Um, and apparently we'll, you know, we'll get Kyle to to do some stuff on all the mini games that he goes to. Um, he's going to be so excited. He got a shout out. Uh, I want to thank all of you out there for supporting the show. Of course, I want to thank Dave and Ferber for being graciously your time as always. I very much appreciate all they do. So for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.